What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Barking for Balance, the podcast where we talk about dogs, but we also talk about whatever it is that is meant to teach, inspire, and entertain. Happy New Year, Bonanno, Bonanna Tutti. It is the year 2022. This is the first podcast of the new year. Bonanno, Happy New Year, Bon Natale, Bon Capodanno. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a new year, new beginning. Everything is great. And let me tell you, it is a good, good new year. I know a lot of people have been struggling the last couple of years, but don't you worry. We are going to get back on our feet. We're going to kick some ass and starting the new year, right? We're going to shoot a podcast and you guys are going to listen to this podcast the first week of the new year. So if you're joining us for the first time, welcome to my Loyal supporters, you guys, you're the best, you're the bomb, you're awesome. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. I'm going to get to that in a second today. Obviously, like I said, it is the first podcast of the new year, 2022. Time flies. We are in the year 2022. There should be flying cars, all sorts of crazy stuff, but man, it's a good time to be alive, guys. It's a good time to be alive. We will be celebrating also. Uh, we will be commemorating and celebrating a person who unfortunately passed away um, in, 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 too early. You know, she passed away too early. Uh, Betty White, you know, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Betty White. I want to talk a little bit about Betty White today and commemorate the fact that she was a huge animal lover, guys. She was a huge, huge animal lover and a wonderful person. You know, she lived to 99 years old. You know, she uh, she passed away literally three weeks before she was going to turn 100. Oh, and she didn't even look that age. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. God bless her. And uh, maybe the fact that she loved animals so much is the secret. Hey, you never know. You never know what that's all about. So uh, we're going to talk about Betty White. We're also going to talk about being the fact that this is a new year, new beginnings, new stuff happening. We're going to talk about something very important uh, when it comes to dogs. Because this is Barking for Balance, guys. So we talk about dogs, too. Come on now. Where have you been? If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, guys, make sure you do. I'm going to get to that in a second, though. Hold your horse. It's got a bunch of links for you. The other topic we're going to talk about today is bringing a new dog home. Um, a couple of tips and, uh, and ideas that I want you to follow, whether you're bringing home a new puppy or whether you're bringing home an older dog, get it started on the right foot, guys, because that is going to help you out quite a bit. I'm going to give you some, some pointers on how to do that. It's a new year, new beginning, bringing a new dog home. Hey, got to do it right. And I'm going to teach you because here on this podcast, we teach people, we train people, not dogs, because that's what it's about. Guys, I am Pat the Pac-Man. Dog Behavior Rehabilitation Specialist for Pac-Man to the Rescue. And uh, like I said, a bunch of links coming up for you. What are they? First and foremost, subscribe to the goddamn podcast. If you haven't done so, what are you waiting for? This is the podcast you want to be on, guys. Make sure you subscribe. It's on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Amazon. Links are going to be attached. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's under Pac-Man to the Rescue, P-A-C-K-M-A-N to the Rescue. That's this way. If you want to listen to the podcast, look at this gorgeous face of mine. How you doing? Hey, if you want to look at the podcast, you want to listen to the, to the voice and see the face, then you got to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, make sure you subscribe and you follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This way you don't miss out on any good stuff. You want to make sure you follow us on those social media platforms, uh, Pac-Man to the Rescue. That is where you're going to find all sorts of cool stuff in addition to the podcast. And also, 
by my autobiography. That is the key here, young men and women. My so a lot of fun before, sir. You gotta buy my autobiography. God spelled backwards. There will be links included for that as well. It is my jewel. I've been working on that. It is published. It's my whole life. You want to know about the Pac-Man? You want to be inspired? It is the inspirational story of the century. Man, I am just blowing it up right now. It's a new year, guys. That book will inspire you to no end. People have already confirmed that why I did it, to inspire people, to entertain people, to make them laugh, to make them know that there's hope for all sorts of stuff. It's already been working. I am proud of it. Got to buy the book. God spelled backwards. Don't forget, got to get that book. So let's talk about dogs. First and foremost, let's talk about dogs. Who, who, who let the dogs out? Don't let the dogs out in the cold because here in New Jersey, it is freezing right now. So go outside, walk your dogs. Don't leave them out there. Take care of also the feral cats out there. Betty White wants you to do that. You know what I'm saying? She wants you to take care of those animals like I do. Take care of those poor cats that are outside that don't have a home. Take care of them and don't piss off people. Don't go against those people that are trying to take care of those cats like me. There's a bunch of idiots. My sister, a fun and cool that try to do that to me. I don't care. I'm still going to take care of them. I don't care. Those cats will be cared for by the Pac-Man. So Betty White wants that to happen. We're going to get into her and a couple of tributes and talk about Betty White in a little while. But first and foremost, new year, new dog. You just got a new dog. Hey, congratulations. Yay. Congratulations. You're getting a new dog, a new puppy, new older dog, whatever the case may be. Let me tell you, start off on the right foot. I want to go through a couple of things, a couple of ideas that are going to help bringing a new dog home. What are the first couple of things that you need to do? I'm going to break this up into two components. The first one is going to be more detailed because of the fact that it's an older dog. I wanted to get into the puppy side first. That's more, more, uh, it's a little easier. And I got news for you guys. Listen, if you need help, no matter where you're located, call the Pac-Man. I could help you with our virtual program proven to be more effective than in-person sessions because it forces you guys to earn your dog's trust and respect to do everything and to do all the stuff necessary to make your dog happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved. And after all, it's about training people, not training dogs. Don't forget that. So if you need help additionally, contact the Pac-Man. I don't care where you live on the globe. I'm here to help. The Pac-Man is coming to the rescue. All right. So bringing a new puppy home. What do we do? First and foremost, guys, I'm a big believer. you got to get yourself a pen. And no, I don't mean this kind of device that writes your name and then you could draw on it. No, no, no. In case you're wondering, what the hell am I saying? We speak Sicilian. I'm barking for balance, guys. That's what we do here. All sorts of stuff. It's about balance, barking for balance. So don't get yourself the kind of pen that writes. Get yourself an enclosure. You want to make sure that you use this pen and enclosure for your new puppy. Okay, why is that? A number of reasons. The main one, though, is you want to make sure that your dog is in an enclosed space so that this way, they are not driving you nuts. A lot of people bring a new puppy home, let him run around the house. They're chasing after him. He's chewing all over the place. The excitement level spiking, that brain spiking up. It's not a good thing, guys. It is not a good thing. The pen is meant to keep you calm. The pen is meant to keep your dog calm. You want your puppy to be in the pen about 95% of the time. Why? Because that is their space. That's their own little personal sanctuary inside the pen. We're going to put their food inside the pen. We're going to put their water inside the pen. We're going to put their toys inside the pen. We're going to put bedding inside the pen. As far as bedding is concerned, 
The only thing I would, I would caution you on is what kind of betting. It's really entirely up to you. There's really no specifics. Um, I always recommend, you know, especially with the puppy, based on the fact that should be Shinnecocken or they're going to, you know, pee and poop all over the place uh, when it comes to uh, the betting area and the pen area being puppies. Don't go crazy when it comes to uh, getting a big, expensive, you know, nice, cozy little bed at first. You know, you could start off with just a couple of towels. And then as your puppy becomes more housebroken, as your puppy learns to not chew up those things, sort of things, then you could upgrade to, you know, different types of bedding uh, as you go along. But if you want to get fancy ass beds, knock yourself out. There's no rule against it. Uh, as far as toys, mix up the different varieties, the harder toys, you know, the rubbery toys, the soft toys, just supervise those toys. Make sure that they're not swallowing too much crap because um, that could be dangerous. So you just want to supervise that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, as far as, as far as the pet, the pen is concerned, 95% of the time they're spent in the pen, not including bathroom breaks, obviously. So you take them out three times a day for 15 minutes each time. And I always tell everybody, you know, all my clients, I tell them the same thing. Listen, you don't have to be specific. It doesn't have to be exactly to the minute three times a day for 15 minutes. It could be, you know, want to do three times a day for 20, 25 minutes, four times a day for 25 minutes. It's not the end of the world. The point of it is that as your puppy comes out of the pen and is free, he or she is going to be running around getting all sorts of smells. Well, basically the excitement starts to build. That's where the problems start. You've heard me say this a million times. I'll always make you remember excitement is the root of all evil. We need to control the excitement. All the major behavioral problems stem from excitement. So we want to control that excitement. So in order to do that, we got to control those escalations. When your dog is out, when your puppy's out running around, you need to be there supervising. You know, the ex escalations take place. The brain starts to spike up. So we need to cap it. And how do we do that? As it starts to escalate, zero, one, two, three, four, five, bam, time's up, go back in your pen. So now your puppy's going to be inside the pen. They're going to start to do their own thing, most likely fall asleep and everything is great. Then you take them out again and the process starts all over again, you know, and then they start to come you can bring them out for the next round. And then they start to spike up. Guess what? Time's up. And then you bring them back in. And so that's going to evolve over time to where, you know, you, you are going to slowly um, start to increase that time. You're going to start to slowly increase the time that they're free. But the key here is gradual and consistent. So you don't want them to go from three times a day, just to use some basic numbers, three times a day for 15 minutes. You don't want to go to from three times a day for 15 minutes to all of a sudden jump to six times a day for an hour. That is just too big of a jump, guys. So drop, drop along with too much, gradual and consistent. So you make it three times a day for 25 minutes, three times a day for 30 minutes, four times a day for 35 minutes. Basically, you're gradually acclimating them to the environment, to the home. So again, we're blocking those levels of escalation, okay? Um, it's very, very important. A lot of times also, as your puppy's running around getting all excited, then what do they do? They start to peel over the house and then they start to bite you and they start to chew on stuff and people get all crazy about, it. oh my God, no, stop, don't do that. And that adds more excitement fuel to their already excited fire. So we don't want that to be the case. The other thing is, it also, as we always talk about, it's about training people, not training dogs. We want to make sure that the humans are calm. So if you know where your dog is, you could go about your business and do what you got to do, knowing fully well where your dog is at and what they're doing. So it doesn't have to be where you're. And I see this all the time where people are chasing after their dogs all day long. Where is he? What is he doing? Where did he go? Oh, he's over there. Well, I don't see where, where is he. Oh, my God. He chewed the he peed over. Oh, my God. That's just way too much stuff. 
So this way you could cook and clean and do your work and do whatever it is that you got to do while your dog is in an enclosed space. And then when they come out during those periods, you know, number one, that they're short periods of time and you need to carve out time out of your day to be with them, to basically care for them during that time. You need to make sure that you are supervising. You need to make sure that you are dealing with them and not doing other stuff. When they're in their pen, then you could go and do other stuff. Does that make sense? That's really important. Uh, other basics when it comes to bringing a new puppy home is you need to feed your puppy three times a day until they are six months of age. Now, there's all these new eras and these new methodologies. I'm an old school kind of guy. I don't know why we have to reinvent the wheel all the time. It's been a method that has been working. I don't know the difference, but I've, seen, I've even heard people as crazy as feeding their dogs once a day. I don't understand it. You know, puppies are more energetic. They're burning more energy. They're growing much like babies. They need to eat more frequently. So three times a day until they're six months is the basic norm. That's what I tell everybody. That's what I do. That's what I've done. That's what I'll continue to do. If you want to do something else, that's basically the old school system. Three times a day until they're six months old. Then it switches to twice a day. Okay. Um, as far as bathroom, you know, as far as far as far as far as like the freedom, like I said, don't get crazy with it. You know, not including bathroom breaks that 15, those three, those periods of time are not including, um, you know, bathroom breaks. Those are separate. If you want to learn more about that, let me know. We could talk more about housebreaking and we could talk more about other areas that you're, that you're struggling with or that you're, uh, you're curious about or you're confused about or if it's not really working. Um, you want to remember the simple premise that I always, uh, I always talk about which is too much too soon is a bad thing, okay? And again, too much too soon means that people give their dog too much freedom too soon, too quickly. You know, they give them free reins of the house. Listen, it's a beautiful thing to care for your dog the way that a lot of people do, but the problem is that they're not realizing what that's doing. It's actually causing you the problems that you're eventually gonna hate. Um, and so you wanna make sure that you acclimate your dog slowly. You wanna make sure that your dog understands that freedom is a reward, it's a privilege, it's not a... Are right. And so you're acclimating them slowly. You're giving them, you know, freedom as a reward for being calm, for being good. And this way they'll deserve it. They'll earn it. They'll respect it. You know, they'll appreciate it more because of the fact that they're getting in the, getting it in the right way. So, and this applies to everything too much, too soon is a bad thing. Okay. Don't be in a rush to, uh, to just start giving, giving, giving. Okay. This is just very, very basic, basic stuff to bringing a new dog home. And I really want to just, like I said, just to get the foundational pieces out there. So this way, um, you know, you have a, a, a head start, you have a foundation to build on. And if you want more, uh, if you want to learn more, give me, a, you know, hit me up and we'll, we'll go into more details as far as what's necessary to get this done. That's for a puppy. You bring home a puppy, cute little cuddly. Everybody wants to just love and kiss them. Listen, a puppy eventually becomes an adult dog. That's where, you know, you can have a problem. So do it the right way, guys. Use your brains, you know, use some common sense. You know, too much too soon is a bad thing. That's why we talk about balance, everything in proportion, okay? Uh, also, let's go into some older dogs. So some of you guys are going to be adopting older dogs. And uh, when I say older dogs, I mean past the puppyhood stage, you know, the adolescent stage, the teenage stage, maybe in the older stage. The rules are basically the same, you know, too much too soon is a bad thing. You want to make sure 
um, that you follow that even with a new dog that's older. You especially want to make sure that if you bring a new dog home that is uh, that has been you know gone through some abusive situations, some some problematic situations, don't fall into again the trap of what I see often is people try to overload the love, the rewards, the affection, because what they're doing is they're trying to compensate for all the past that that poor dog has gone through. You know, we don't need to keep them in the past. We're trying to make them move past that point. And if we continue, if we start to overload them, um, that's again, where the problem start is because they become spoiled in their new environment. They do become you know, um, you know, they, 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 without the proper structure, without direction, boundaries and limits in the new environment, they're going to go down the wrong path. And that includes whether they're fearful, nervous or whatever. Um, just because a dog that a dog doesn't bite doesn't mean that they're still in a, in a terrible state when it comes to like the state of mind. If they're nervous, fearful, anxious, you know, whatever, those are still problems. Those are still dogs that are suffering in silence, you know, they're dealing with their own problems, they're dealing with their own pain. And it stems from people that are just not understanding that love, love, love is just not enough is not good. You know, it's, it's, it's a balance of everything. So people that adopt dogs that bring dogs into their home that have been uh, gone that have gone through trouble situations that have been abused or whatnot. I get it. I understand why you're doing it, but you're not doing any, any service, you're not helping them. Um, you're not doing anything positive. You're actually making things worse. So follow the simple principles, you know, too much too soon is a bad thing. You know, we want to make sure you establish a hierarchy of authority, make sure you establish directions, bounds, and limits, let your dog know what to do, when to do it and how to do it. So this way, all they got to do is relax, you know, and by doing so we eliminate all the other crap. And that includes anxiety, fear, nervousness, tension, aggression, everything is gone. Okay. Very, very simple. So what are some basic things that you could do when you bring a new dog home that's older and not in that puppyhood stage? One simple thing, use a crate. You know, you use a crate um, to, again, not give them too much too soon. I know a lot of people have a negative association with crates. Crates are a beautiful thing. You know, if you utilize the crate the right way and you, and you, and you, and you, um, you teach your dog how to use the crate and what the purpose of a crate is, it becomes like, I was, like, I always talk about like the bedroom to a teenager, you know, like a little man cave. It's their own little sanctuary. It's their own little place where they go just to hang out and relax. It's, it's a calming box is what I call it. They just go in there and they just hang out and relax. That's the whole premise behind the crate, but it has to be used and introduced the right way in order for it to be associated with that kind of emotion. Otherwise, oftentimes it just doesn't have that because we don't use it appropriately. And if you guys want to learn more about how to use a crate, uh, introduce your dogs to a crate, again, hit me up, I'd be more than happy to do so. Um, so yeah, so use a crate. Uh, one of the things I always recommend before you bring your dog home into your home is walk them around the neighborhood. Don't just take them out of the car and bring them in the house. Walk them around the neighborhood. Let them get a feel of the new environment. You know, all the new sights, the new sounds, the new smells. Let them get used to that before you bring them into the home. Okay. Um, also, what I always recommend, again, with the purpose of using a crate, is anytime that your dog goes out in the beginning stages, is just bring them outside, whether it's a bathroom break or a walk. Either one, anytime that he's outside in the outside world, bring them inside, put them in this crate, and then let them decompress for a couple of minutes. And then you could let them out and let them roam around. Obviously, when it comes to an adult dog or an older dog, different than a puppy, is that the times are going to be different. You know, we're going to be able to um, acclimate him a little bit faster with bigger periods of, of freedom. And so it's important to, again, not overload 
your dog with too much. You know, if you start just giving too, too much, your dog's going to just start taking advantage of that. And it's going to start to become a little confused and clueless. We don't want that. So let's make sure that we do things the right way. Again, this is just a couple of tips. You've got to learn more about how to do, uh, how to bring an older dog into your home. Please let me know. And I'll be more than happy to, uh, to go over some more ideas and some more, some more tips with you. But basically the one most important thing that I always recommend is number one is use a crate. You know, number two is use that crate effectively during the day. You know, don't, don't, you know, and when I say effectively, it's, you know, I'm just going to make up some numbers just to give you an idea. Let's say two hours in the crate, one hour out of the crate. And then you adjust those numbers based on your, on your schedule. And it pretty much starts to change over time. You know, you start to slowly diminish the amount of crate time. Grand slowly means gradually and consistently start to drop down the amount of crate time. And then you start to introduce him into his freedom, into his new home in a gradual and consistent basis. So he becomes acclimated. Whenever he goes outside, he's going to come back in, you know, excited or new sights, sounds and smells. Just put him in his crate, let him decompress for a little bit. But also very important, walk him around the neighborhood. You know, take your dog on a walk before you bring him home. Your home is important. Absolutely. But guess what? So is the neighborhood. So you want him to get used to his new environment. Then you want him to get used to the, his new home. And I can give you tons of tips on how to do that as far as bringing him in, in the home as well. But obviously we know that the crate is important and consistent consistency is important too much too soon is a bad thing and um make sure that you know you, everything that you do is about being gradual and consistent um so yeah new new year new dog so hey listen we got to start things off on the right foot guys and that's exactly what i want you to do i want you to make sure that we make our dogs you're bringing these new dogs home let's keep them there let's make them happy fulfilled and well behaved you know, not well-trained, that's a fun, cool, all that training crap, sit, stay, lay down. That, that's just nonsense. We want our dogs to be happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved. We want our, our relationship with our dog to be solid. You know, a relationship between human and dog is just that. It's a relationship. So we want to make sure we do what is necessary for them to be happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved. So that this way they could give us what it is that's necessary for to be happy, fulfilled, and I guess well-behaved too. You know what I mean? Most of the time, dogs do that to us without even knowing it. They just do it because it's that's how dogs are. Let's try to be more like dogs and not be like humans. Okay. Most of the time, unfortunately, we try to make dogs like humans. That's a horrible thing. Let's make humans more like dogs. That's the key here. And that's one of the things that I think our, our, our dear friend, uh, Betty White, really wanted us to focus on because she was, again, I said this earlier, she was a huge, huge, huge um, animal lover and um, you know, I loved, you know, the golden girl, she was, she, her character was really, really amazing and funny. And she was great on that show. Um, she died at 99 years old, you know, and it's, it's funny because if she maybe because she was such an animal person and, and that's why she lived so long and she looked incredible, uh, at 99 and she was healthy as a horse, you know, um, maybe that's the, the key is animals, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but, um, you know, the one thing that I always, I, I found interesting was how people were, you know, she, she died too soon. You know, everybody was shocked that she had died at 99 years old. Like, are you really shocked when a person dies at 99 years old? Well, in a, within the case like her, it was a little shocking simply because of the fact that she was awesome. So people like her deserve to live until they're a million years old, you know, but, um, it doesn't work that way. So at least she died peacefully and, uh, you know, you know, rest in peace, Betty. Uh, I actually have a couple of quotes here that, that I wanted to go over. 
um, with with you guys uh, that I find that I find interesting, especially from her animal perspective. Um, you know, she didn't have any kids, and she had uh, she was a major animal uh, a, a welfare person. She just you know loved animals and she cared for them and she did everything possible. So God bless her. But just a couple of interesting facts in case you didn't know, and a couple of quotes. Uh, one of the interesting facts that I have here is that um, the movie as good as it gets, which I never seen uh, with Jack Nicholson, um, I, which I kind of want to see now there was uh, she was actually offered the role um, in the, uh, uh, you know, the star, one of the star roles in that movie. And I believe it was done in 1997, if I'm not mistaken, but she was offered the role, one of the starring roles along with Jack Nicholson. Um, but she, she turned the movie down uh, because there was one particular scene that bothered her being the incredible animal lover that she was is uh, the scene where, um, you know, the Jack Nicholson's character um she, he, 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 uh, he, I guess he was the, the, um, like the villain of the movie or some, of some sort. And he took a small dog and he threw the small dog down a trash chute of an apartment building. And, uh, on a Joy Behar, uh, show, she says that, um, all she could think about was how all the people out there watching this movie. And if there was a dog in a building that was barking or if they didn't like him or whatever, then bam, they could just do that. And she tried to complain to the director to remove that scene, but the director wouldn't do it. So he, she refused to participate. And, you know, she, she, they, you know, he gave the, the, uh, the role to somebody else because she wouldn't do it based on that scene. And I mean, that was in the ninth, the late nineties. Cause you imagine now, you know, and it makes sense, especially now you have to put like disclaimers on, on detergent. So people don't drink it and eat it and shit. Um, the Majinik, the Majinik Muno, it's crazy how, you know, like, like, like she was already seeing this in the late nineties of people copycatting movie things, but and unfortunately she's not wrong. I mean, that's really what ends up happening. And, and it, it's, you know, you're giving them ideas. So, um, so yeah, I mean, she, she was, she's not wrong, but even such as something so simple, you know, as a movie scene, which is obviously fake, but I mean, you know, being a huge animal lover, she wanted to avoid putting that idea in other people's head and she just wouldn't have a part of it. And I respect that, you know, to turn down a movie based on something so, so insignificant, you know, which in, you know, it was her belief. And I respect that tremendously. Um, you know, she, she just wouldn't do it. And, you know, I can't blame her, you know, but I was just thinking about that. You know, what would she say now, now with the people that the way they're, they're eating Tide Pods and shit and just, Oh my God. Anyway, but you know, that was just, and I just thought that was, that was a very interesting, uh, an interesting situation, um, that, just, that our dear friend, uh, Betty, Betty White, uh, did also just a couple of quotes, um, from her. Uh, she said she never had kids. So she said, the only problem with children is they grow up to be like people. And I just like, anim I just like animals better than people. It's that simple. <laughs> um, Listen, you can't argue with that to a, to a large extent. I always tell everybody that, you know, like, just like I was saying this earlier, you know, people try to make their dogs like people. Um, they try to make dogs more human. And we love dogs uh, and animals in general for a reason. Like, I'm a, listen, I'm a huge animal lover myself. I got a zoo. I got a tortoise, a parrot, two dogs, a cat. Um, I got them all. So I'm a huge animal lover. And I truly believe that, you know, that that's the case that we try to make uh, you know, at least when, you know, when it comes to dogs, um, we try to make dogs more like human. And we listen, we love animals. We love dogs because of how they make us feel and what they provide us. So, 
you know, the qualities that they, that they embody, the qualities that they do, the, their energy, just everything about them is why we love animals and love dogs so much. So the key here is why do we even try to make them more like us? I mean, people are, you know, people are challenging. People are, you know, people suck, you know? So let's try to be more like dogs. If we want to improve the human population, if we want to improve our, our pets' lives, if we want to improve our dogs' lives and well-being, mental and physical, you know, we have to try to adapt and be like them. If we started to live more like animals, like dogs, I got news for you. This world would be a whole other place. And then I got, I got to tell you, it would probably be a good one, you know? So let, we should try to learn from dogs, learn from animals and try to become more like them. Um, so this way, you know, Betty White would be looking down on us saying, I'm proud of the humans now. I'm proud of them, you know? So it takes one person. Let's, you know, let's snowball it from there. So let's, uh, let's learn guys. Let's train people, not dogs. You know what I'm saying? Let's do that. Let's let's better ourselves. Um, and, you know, tying in with with that, you know, she, one of the reasons why she loved animals, another quote is, you know, animals never lie to you. You know that when they tell you something, they mean it. They just love you. It's that simple. Uh, I love how she, she, you know, a lot of things she ends with. It's that simple. You know, I just find that interesting. But, um, you know, it, it's, it, she's not wrong. You know, they never lie to you. They 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 behave off of instincts. They behave off of just living in the moment. And, um, that's, that's the beauty of animals. That's one of the things I always tell people about dogs that I love so much is that they live in the present. You know, they don't, they don't hate, they don't, they're not vindictive. They're not spiteful. They're not, they don't think that way. They just do based on instincts. And if we live that way, man, it would be beautiful. You know, we don't hold these grudges. We don't feel the certain things, you know, we just, we just live in the moment and just act on the moment and just move forward from there. This kind of ties in with what I was saying earlier about people that in bringing a dog home that, um, you know, is, is troubled that they try to overcompensate. They try to do too much with that. Um, you know, it's not necessary because they're trying to move past their, 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 their negative environment. And because we feel bad for them, we feel guilty. We're keeping them in that environment. So it's our fault for keeping them there. Let's move past that. They're in a different world now. They're in a different environment. They're with you. You know, you're going to care for them. You're going to love them. You're going to give them what's necessary. That's all that counts. You know what I'm saying? So, so, you know, let's, again, let's live more like dogs. Let's, let's, um, you know, let's love an animal with what they are. You know, again, I have a zoo, so I love them differently because of what they need and how they are. And I provide what different things based on what they need. You know what I'm saying? that's just, that's just different species are that way. So we could learn to be this way. And it's, it's a benefit because it takes us out of our human shoes and makes us look at them and cater to them so that we can be better uh, pet owners, you know, animal lovers and, uh, and, and the animals live, live a happy life, a healthy life. Again, not just physical, but psychological. A lot of times that's one of the things that people often forget about is it's not just about the physical part of it. It's about the mental part because you could rescue a dog from a poorly uh, physically uh, uh, damaging environment, but their psyche, their brain is still damaged. So, you know, it's not just about rescuing the dog's body. It's about rescuing the dog's mind, the dog's well, healthy, the dog, I'm sorry, the dog's mental well-being too. You know, that's what, what we do here. We focus on the brain. We focus on making your dogs, you know, healthy psychologically, you know, mentally healthy. That's really the key. Because as far as I'm concerned, you know, mental suffering, psychological suffering is worse than physical pain, you know? 
So that's just my personal opinion on that. Uh, another, another quote is wilderness is harder and harder to find these days on this beautiful planet. And we're abusing our planet to the point of almost no return. I mean, listen, she's not wrong with that either. Um, you know, nature, nature is a beautiful thing. You know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, I mean, we go back to, and I'm not even going to get into like other stuff. I'm going to keep this as far as the animal world, which is really what I know more than anything. I'm not even going to get to like all the world recycling and then the earth and all that kind of stuff. I'm just going to talk about just very simply like the animal world. And I see in my immediate area that there's a lot of, you know, construction, a lot of new things going on. And it's displacing a lot of animals like there's animals around that I'd never seen before, like deers and fox. And they're, they're basically their homes are getting destroyed uh, to put up new houses and buildings and highways and whatever other uh, that's going on. It, it's the funding You know, this stuff really annoys me. Not to mention oh, traffic, oh, the traffic is annoying. Oh, don't get me started on that shit. But um, you know, it's very frustrating because of the fact that, again, you know, the animals are getting displaced, you know, they're, 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 there's, there's nowhere, there's no place for them to go. It's also, at least in my area, you know, when we had the, a hurricane lately kind of like destroyed, um, it created a lot of, of um, what are they called, sinkholes. Um, I never seen those that, that close to here before, you know, a whole entrance to a highway collapsed because of the heavy rain. Uh, but that's in the areas of where the construction was. So it's just, you know, and, and that's just, I don't know if that's part of like destroying the world. I don't know, but I think this overpopulation of, of um, this over a construction is destroying the animal population that I do truly believe they're, you know, they're coming too close to, to, to us. And uh, let's take care of mother nature. Now, mother nature is beautiful. You know, I grew up in Sicily and, um, you know, you know, growing up in Sicily, you know, nature was beautiful. You know, it was miles of, of lemon trees and the beaches and, Unfortunately, you know, it's, it's not the same anymore there either. Um, you know, the, 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 the areas of like trees and, and fruit trees, and they've been knocked down for just commercialized stuff. You know, it's, it's a concrete jungle all over the place. And it's just, this, I don't know. I just hate it. Um, you know, the beaches are polluted and the fish. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. So listen, let's do it for our dear friend, Betty White. Let's, let's respect mother nature. Let's respect nature. Let's take care of this planet. Um, this big blue marble, let's, let's make it better, you know, and, and let's take care of it. Okay. Um, also on to end it on one last quote here. Um, this is, this is a beautiful quote. It's your outlook on life that counts. If you take yourself lightly and don't take yourself so seriously, pretty soon you can find the humor in our everyday lives. And sometimes it can be a lifesaver. How wonderful of a quote is that? I mean, think about it. You know, taking yourselves lightly. This is this is what I preach to my clients all day long. Make sure that you stay calm. I think that's kind of like what this this translates to as far as how I see it is. Um, just stay calm. You know, if you just just take things, situations that happen, not as like a big disaster. I see on social media and all over the place, just so much arguing, so much disrespect, so many. You know, so so just it's just a mess. And, you know, listen, if you like oranges, somebody else likes apples. That's fine. Why do we have to fight about it? That whether apples or oranges are better, who cares? You know, when it comes to like our dogs, dogs don't care. Animals don't care. You know, I tell people all the time, you have to be patient. You have to be consistently constant when it comes to teaching, you know, because that's how you're going to earn your dog's trust and respect by showing your dog that no matter what happens around you, um, 
that nothing's going to change. And Betty White lived by this, which is one of the reasons probably why she was always happy and healthy and smiling. And, you know, she lived in that world where, you know, it, nothing mattered. You know, it's her outlook, the outlook of how she saw things that would take place. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't phase her, you know? And that's really what a lot of times dogs do to us is they test us to see how we react to different situations. Therefore, they're going to learn whether or not they can trust and respect us. You know what I mean? And that's a beautiful thing. So Betty White, uh, thank you for these beautiful quotes. I wanted to share them with you guys. Uh, these were wonderful for me. They really were enlightening for me. And I appreciate that. Uh, such a huge animal lover. You're an inspiration to make myself. And I, I hope to a lot of other people, not just for my monetary purposes, but just for welfare of the animals purposes, if nothing else. Um, you know, we miss you rest in peace. And, uh, you know, you take care of those animals that up there that are up there, such as peanut, you know, I'm sure you're snuggling with peanut. He's licking your face right now. Uh, in case you guys don't, don't know, uh, peanut was my first dog who passed away 2013. Um, you know, so it's a, it's a beautiful thing when somebody passes away at the age of 99 years old and everybody's upset about it because, you know, she was almost a hundred, you know, I lived, um, the only person that I know that was a hundred was my great aunt, uh, lived in Sicily, I actually celebrated her birthday. This was a long time ago. Um, she, she, I think she passed away at a one Oh three or one Oh two or something like that. But, you know, I had promised her that if she made it to a hundred, then I was going to celebrate with her. And that's exactly what I did. I went to Italy, uh, on her hundredth birthday and we celebrated, and that's, uh, that was really beautiful thing. So, you know, somebody passed, she was, she was actually in good condition too. Interestingly enough, she never had kids. Hmm. Huh. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to stay silent on that, but just saying anyway. Um, anyway, so, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's that. So Betty White rest in peace, you know, you know, do good things up there, you know, shine some lights on us down here. Thank you for the inspirational quotes. And I'm definitely going to be doing my part on that. Um, this was a very good uh, episode of uh, Barking for Balance, um, first one of the new year. And uh, 2022, guys, you know, we're going to have some inspirational stuff coming up soon. A lot of cool stuff. Make sure you subscribe to our or follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, you know, Pac-Man to the rescue, P-A-C-K-M-A-N. Um, and then also don't forget, got to buy my autobiography, the Pac-Man's autobiography, God spelled backwards. I really want to hear some input uh, on, uh, on what you think about, uh, about my autobiography, my life. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. There's stuff that nobody knows. Uh, there's stuff that very few people know. So uh, it's, it's, it, I wrote that for inspirational purposes and I'm, I'm very thankful that it's already doing so for, for some people. So, so that's good. Uh, it's going to make you laugh and it's going to make you cry. And it's, it's just interesting. And then don't forget, got to subscribe to the barking for balance podcast, fellas, make sure you subscribe ladies and fellas, make sure you subscribe barking for balance podcast podcast on Amazon, uh, Google, Spotify, and Apple. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, you know, 2022 guys, it's going to be great. Um, 2021 was great. 2021 was great. 2019 was great. It's just, you know, depends what we get out of it. And uh, if you need, you know, hope is important and there is hope uh, when it comes to your dog, when it comes to your life, inspiration, I'm here. Uh, I'm here for you. And I will do my best to, uh, to get that done for you, to show you that there is hope. Uh, Betty White has clearly showed that to me. Um, you know, she was, she, she brought she brought some stuff out of me during these last couple of days, especially with the new year coming. So uh, that's why I really wanted to dedicate this, uh, this episode and, and to her and with the animals and life and just in general. 
So I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Barking for Balance, guys. And uh, make sure you hit all those subscriptions. And um, listen, don't forget, it's about training people, not training dogs. It's about training people, not training dogs. Guys, happy new year. Bon copleon. Bon that was happy birthday, by the way. Bon Natale. That's Merry Christmas. Uh, happy holidays. Happy new year. Bon anno. Bon anno. Gonna have fun. It's all about good stuff, guys. Thanks for watching Barking for Balance. Catch you guys next time.